Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. narrow gate always leads down the narrow path. You cannot go through the narrow gate and then walk the broad path. Narrow gate, narrow path. Broad gate, broad path. You cannot mix and choose. Join us this January as we spend an entire weekend focused on the practical components of discipleship. It's a conference for the local church. Reserve your seat and book your hotel by visiting g3conference.com. Yo, welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, man, with something super special, man. I uh, actually got my dates mixed up and was set up, ready to go, and I put out the Facebook APV. I said, hey, who wants to be on the bar and uh i had two brave young men to come on and uh so excited to have them i have mr dexter and also mr michael how you all how, how are you dex i'm doing good man doing good good how about you michael how's it hanging out that way yeah it's great man just a little north of you up here in spartanburg it's going well Oh, you're real close. Oh, you gotta listen to the show, man. You're too close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm giving I'm giving Michael a hard time, man, because because uh, he, he he was honest, which I appreciate. You know, he said he listened to a few clips, but hadn't really delved into the bar, man. So, uh, man, I live the Michael bar. What are you talking about? Listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Well, Mike, uh, go. I'm asking you to uh, for, you be the first one to step up, man. Give like a little background, you know, whatever you want to share, personal ministry, things like that, and uh, and, and just introduce yourself to the people. Sure. Um, right now, I'm a director of outreach and discipleship at Trinity Presbyterian, the PCA church up in Spartanburg. Um, I've been here for about two and a half years, adapting to the South, Midwest boy. Grew up in the Indiana, sort of Ohio area. Became a Christian uh, when I was 17. Grew up an atheistic Jew. 
And someone just preached the gospel to me, and I believed, and slowly but surely was introduced to biblical doctrine, which will be called Reform doctrine or Calvinism, um, and uh, made my way through church planning with Acts 29 back in the day, and here I am in the PCA somehow. Never thought I'd be here, but uh, by God's grace, I am, and just enjoying doing the work of the ministry, you know, teaching the Word and talking to people and helping them uh, follow God faithfully. That's who Thank I am. You. Father of uh, six yes, kids, sir. got six kids, four boys, two girls, been married for about 15 years. Good deal. Okay. All right, Dex, what about you, man? All right, man. Well, uh, I am a pastor at Revival Life Church. We're a church plant going in our third year this year, um, a Southern Baptist church, but we are uh, Reformed heavily reformed, I should say, probably an outspoken reformed uh, Southern Baptist (laughs) Church, which is uh, not too popular, you know, right now in the SBC. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've been uh, saved uh, 14 years, you know, before that. Grew up uh, kind of dealing, um, you know, not really any religious background, but dealing a, Mm -hmm. a lot with myself which would be uh, the classical form of Satanism, you know, as do what, do what you want, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, met my wife, and we've been together 23 years, have two children. Uh, well, take that back, we've been together 24 years. We have two children. It. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we uh, started off, you know, got saved out of, you know, drugs and alcohol and, you know, gone to a few charismatic churches, Pentecostal churches, and uh, since I didn't have any religious background, all I had was the Bible, and I would read the Bible, and I would compare to what was being preached, and I was like, well, this ain't adding up, not one bit, you know, and then one uh, mm-hmm. one church I was in, I was an associate pastor, and me and the other associate pastor was talking, and he says, hey, man, you ever heard of Tulip? And I'm like, nope. So he started going through them. I'm like, yep, believe that. Yep, believe that. Yep, believe that. You know, and this is a non-denominational church, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. then from reading scripture, I realized that, hey, there's other people out there that believe what I believe. It's called Reformed, you know, theology. And then just started digging into Reformed theology and finally found my people, you know, nice. <laughs> found my tribe. And uh, that's about it. Good deal, man. Good deal. So actually, in an indirect de- indirect way, this is kind of like a local pastor spotlight uh, because both of you guys mm-hmm. are in ministry. And uh, and and Michael, since you don't listen, this is something we do <laughs> once a month where we uh, we, we feature uh, local pastors. Uh, so uh, this this may be when I air it, but who knows? So. All right. Back, back to you, yeah. Dex. Um, so you're doing you're doing a plant a church plant uh, in. Uh, what's what's the area again? It's a uh, home of Louisiana. In fact, your local uh, your, your local spotlight had on our boys Ryan Rice a while back. Oh yeah, Ryan, uh, that's my Ryan. big dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of my partners, man. Okay, yeah. that's I know up. Ryan. Big that's shout crazy. out to Ryan. Yeah. You know Ryan? <laughs> yeah, back. That's awesome. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, me and so, Ryan. Uh, yeah, we're we're voting the Louisiana Church Plant Network. So. So oh, we okay. see each other okay. at a lot of yeah, and, and we both attend the seminary uh, in New Orleans together, so I see him oh, a lot. Oh wow, 
That's cool, man. I love Ryan. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah, so yeah. um he kinda expressed some of the uh I guess some of the trials or or uh challenges of you know being in that area planting the church um what are some of the things that you notice uh in that area that that has been considered challenging to you um planting a church in south louisiana um and 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 now where where ryan's planting the church there's totally different um gotcha same but different i guess uh challenges but planting a church where i'm from is like nothing works. Like you can go to as many um, church planning workshops and all this stuff that work in the Midwest and work in the Bible Belt. And I always say this, you know, we're not in the Bible Belt. I always say we like in the the, the crotch of the Bible Belt. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we got Roman Catholicism that is that is rampant. Because I mean, right. in Louisiana, we don't we don't have counties. We have parishes. You know. Gotcha. That's how heavily influenced Louisiana is with Roman Catholicism, and then on the other hand, we have a big, a big um, drug and alcohol. It's a, it's a party state. You know, everybody like right, right. comes to New, New Orleans, comes down here for Mardi Gras and stuff like that. And think that that's how everything happens all the time. You know, so the mm-hmm. drugs are rampant. The, the alcoholism is rampant. Um, the, the, the lack of biblical knowledge is rampant. Like. In in our area, within like where I live in Homa, there's only like just for example one Presbyterian church. You know, the next Presbyterian wow. church is like 40 miles away. You know, uh, in our association, um, we we have two parishes in our association for our local uh, churches, and there's only a couple Reformed churches in there, and most of them are quiet about it. You know, so planning a church here is not like planning a church anywhere else, because you have the right. first thing you got to overcome is people's mindsets about what what Reformed theology is, what mm-hmm. people's mindsets about new churches, because there's new churches that pop up all the time over here. I call them storefront curses, because it's people who <laughs> get mad at their church and say, well, I'm going to start right. my own church, you know, and they go start these little storefront curses, and, you know, they... Mm-hmm do everything except handle snakes in them, you know, trying to get right. people to come in or whatever, you know. Uh, it's very high emotional, you know, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fueled. So that's some of the challenges, you know, as far as, as, as what I can see, you know, down wow. here, you know, in planning mm-hmm. churches. Yeah, that's and good. Very, that's good. very paganistic, very paganistic, very... Right, right, uh, right. You know, hedonistic, you know, self-centered, you know, well, I don't feel this, you know, you preach this message, I know it's straight out of the Bible, but it didn't make me feel good, so I'm leaving. You know, and it's gotcha. like, well. Yeah, oh yeah, most that definitely. doesn't make you feel good, you know. Right. So. That's real, that's real. All right, Mike, uh, you in Spartanburg, I know a little bit about that area, it's about 10 minutes away, <laughs> and you also are, you said, uh, what's your role at your church? I'm like an assistant pastor here. That's basically what gotcha. what I I do. But with the I focus gotcha. on evangelism uh, and discipleship. Right, right. Okay. So in Spartanburg, where, where I'm very familiar, uh, what would you say would be, I guess, some of the bil- biggest challenges in that area, especially with evangelism? 
Uh, what are some of the things that that you're facing? And when it comes to evangelism, sure, you, are we um, talking like you know the street, ver- you know, in the streets or whatever? What are we talking about? Uh, just a proclamation of the gospel, whether it's you gotcha. know um, open air or relational, whatever opportunity the Lord provides for us to mm-hmm. share His word. You know, you know, when I was in mm-hmm. uh, the Midwest, I used to do fair outreaches, and the Midwest, mm-hmm. I would put up these signs that say, "You need to be part of a church." And people mm-hmm. would get mad. They'd walk up and argue with me and say, no, I can fellowship <laughs> with God out in the woods or whatever, you know. And it was a way to right. generate a conversation because Midwestern, it's on the other side of the Appalachians. It's still got that sort of non-denom. Things didn't get as settled um, as they did on the on the east side of the Appalachians out here where there's a long Baptist or Presbyterian history or whatever. People, church has been around for a while. I did the same thing at the Piedmont County Fair here in Spartanburg, put up the sign. Mm-hmm. What I got was a lot of, like, shameful looks. No one got mad. No one came up and argued with mm-hmm. me. And it was the beginning of an education on the difference between the Midwest and this part of the South, at least, which is right, people right. here know they should be part of a church. People here have some sort of terminology. You know, they can toss mm-hmm. out baptism, Trinity. They may not know what it means, but there is a real veneer of Christianity out here. So it's it's the hardest place to share the gospel I've ever lived. I mean, I grew up very liberal. Right. I was in Bloomington, surrounded by lesbians, Muslims, Baha'i, Mormons, whatever. It was easy, super easy, because right. there's such a clear contrast. But out here, mm-hmm. everyone professes faith for the most part. So I have to determine, is this <laughs> a really weak believer, you know, smoking right. flax mm-hmm. that needs me to mm-hmm. help turn them on fire? Or is this a proud, nominal goat that Jesus is going to say, depart mm-hmm. from me, you practice lawlessness? It's, it's, it's tricky. Right. It's hard. So, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Southerners are polite to your face, but they what they think hospitality is politeness. Where I come from, hospitality is bringing people into your home. I have not found that to be easy down here. So no. it is a dilemma where everyone shakes their head when you preach the gospel to them like they agree with you, even though they're sleeping with their girlfriend. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's hard to get into people's, you know, living rooms to build a relationship just so we can explain what true Christianity Mm -hmm. is. So slowly but surely, I'm learning how to deal with it, which I just ask everyone like, hey, are all your friends that profess to be Christians, do you think they're really Christians? And of course they say no. And then I say to Mm -hmm. them, all right, how do you tell the difference between a real and fake Christian? So then we start to get down to fruit, which seems to be the way to go down here. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, you know, that's something I always say on here. Uh, in, in in the Carolinas, man, everybody's already saved. So it's just hard to evangelize. <laughs> you know, they, they think they're, yep. they're, everybody think they're saved, man. And, and that you hit it right on the head, man, exactly how it is in this area. And, 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 um, uh, and I know that's tough, you know, that being, you know, something that you're in charge. I know that's, that's pretty tough. Um, and, and like you said, unlike any other place, it's not cut and dry, you know, it's, it's pretty much everybody kind of grew up, you know, with that mindset, uh, coming right back to you, Mike. Um, I guess just with that, you know, that knowledge of that and, and, uh, you know, uh, like you say, you're, you're kind of figuring it out through the fruit. Uh, have you, have you gotten, uh, I guess what's the word? I'm, I mean, have, have you had like any, is there like a testimony of a, a situation where, you know, uh, it started out with somebody thinking that they were saved and you were able to, 
you know, uh, or you or your team was able to 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 break that down. And then, you know, they, they actually see, you know, what I'm saying the, the truth of the gospel. Is, is there any story yeah, you can think of? Some sure of that happen here. Yeah, yeah it, it, it happens. You know, it's a hard slog, man. It's a hard slog. You have to mm-hmm. work. Sometimes, you know, the God opens up to heaven. We see kind of revival and reformation burst out mm-hmm. like a flood. And sometimes it's a trickle. It's been a trickle right now, but I mean, basically mm-hmm. with people, we start to go through what are the fruit of the spirit? Are you, do you hate your sin? When you, can, when you, mm-hmm. when you feel bad about your sin, is, cause, is it simply because you're scared of hell or is it because you love right. God and you want to honor him as your mm-hmm. father and start to have them ask, you know, uh, cross-examine themselves? You know, what, right. what makes you tick, man? Do you fear God? Do you love God? Um, or are you just trying to impress me or tick off the boxes? And and, mm-hmm. and slowly people start to um, connect, but you have to, you can't fall into legalism, which is common down here. People have been berated, oh, but yes, you can't sir. fall Very. into license either, right? So license, right. these other right. churches realize they can grow a big church if they tell everyone like, hey, man, uh, the Ten Commandments, they're not commandments. They're just like, you know, suggestions. <laughs> you know? Right. And, and they get big churches, and we can't do either. We have to say, no, you will not be justified by your works. But if you're justified, mm-hmm. you will work because God is glorious. Mm-hmm. Bleach cleans a dirty right. white T-shirt. The blood of Christ will clean a sinner all the more. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so they start connecting the dots, but you have to still say, hey, man, if I go and type X right now on that search bar, how many porn sites are going to come up? Mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm. start asking really direct questions. You know, Ooh, uh, that's you, that's a you, tough one right there. That's pretty good. I never thought of that. <laughs> oh, you know what they'll say too? All right. They'll say, "Well, you know, guys, when you ask them if they've been pure, you know, they'll say, well, I've struggled, <laughs> you know, recently.' Right. And then so right. what you have to say is like, "What do you mean recently? Like this morning, mm-hmm, yesterday, mm-hmm. the last week?" Right. And they're not expecting right. you to follow up, like, mm-hmm. dude. Scripture mm-hmm. commands fornicators to be stoned. So that's how God mm-hmm. thinks about that sin. So uh, in the Romans reiterate, reiterate that idea. So take your sin seriously. God does Christ that on the cross and just start to speak to him. But you got to change up your tone. It's stern at one gotcha. moment and soft at the next. And that's what right. you gotcha. have to be fathers and not just instructors. That's good. Good deal. Good deal. Good stuff. All right, Mr. Dex. Uh, man. SBC, uh, you know my buddy Ryan. That's all good stuff. You're a pastor. Um, what I guess would be your take on I guess the climate of the SBC because since the I guess the last convention, you know we we've uh, you know there's been some stir up about the whole racial issue uh, and and different things like that. What what's your kind of survey of the climate and and then I guess what and your local body, are you doing to, uh, if it's good, you know, continue, or if you see something that's not so good to help change that, that idea. Okay. Um, as far as what happened at the last SBC conference, um, you know, I have mixed views on it because Mm -hmm. our church is mixed. Our church, um, I don't want to say it's multiracial, but it kind of Mm -hmm. is because we have, we have a good blend of, of black people, white people, Indians, you know, mm-hmm. we have, we have a good mix. And, um, you know, as far as I didn't even know anything about the all right until this came up, like I never even heard of it. 
you know, and then I started right. going to read up and, and trying to educate myself on it. And I'm like, well, why do we have to have a resolution about this? You know, that was my, mm-hmm. that was my whole thing. I said, um, yeah, we shouldn't be allowing this regardless. I don't I don't see the right. point in the resolution until I had to dig mm-hmm. into it, you know. And then I had to say, okay, you know, now I see why it's such an issue, you know. And as far as the the, the racial thing, we have to go back, you know, to the roots of the SBC. The SBC was founded because, you know, a bunch of people down in the south wanted was not agreeing what was happening, you know, in the north, you know, mm-hmm. and they wanted to keep them, their slave, you know, and. Yep. That's basically, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot more to it, but that's basically how it, it was birthed, you know. And so, yeah, we do have a spotted past, but as far as our local association um, and our local, I said, I guess you could call it the Louisiana, well, it is the Louisiana Baptist Convention, you know, we mm-hmm. planted more African-American churches than what we did white churches. You know, we have a goal right. of 200 by 2020, and we have, I, I would say, uh, almost pretty much equal amount throughout the state and the the last I, I don't remember the numbers I just saw them but I, I don't have them in front of me there were more African American mm-hmm. churches being planted so as far as mm-hmm. us in Louisiana it's not a problem that's why I think we were kind of taken back by like what wait this is going on you know cuz right, we all right, getting right. along down here you know we all cool we, <laughs> you know you know right we, I mean, it was kind of an eye-opener to like, whoa, wait, there is still some racism in mm-hmm. in our denomination, and that ain't cool. You know, I don't think racism right. is cool at all, regardless. You know, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. say this from our pulpit, from my pulpit all the time. You know, I say, look, we're Christians first before right. before our race, before our, our gender, before anything else. We're Christians first, and if we don't put that first, you know, and put God first, everything else, mm-hmm. that's how we're going to look at everybody. We're going to look at them as black, white, male, female, this or that. But we need to look at people and we need to look at ourselves as Christians first. And then mm-hmm. everything else will come together, you know. Um, you know, and as far as the SBC and the way it's going, uh, I think there's more of a, of a, it's a volatile situation, not so much in the racism part, but in the mm-hmm. part of this, uh, false, um, fake, you know, misguided thing called traditionalism rising right. up, you know, and they're calling it traditionalism. And it's like, okay, you want to get traditional, um, you know, Southern Baptist was founded on the New Hampshire Confession, which was, you know, a little bit of the Pennsylvania, you know, Philadelphia, whatever, you know, which is just a little bit off of the 1689, which is highly reformed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's get back. Mm-hmm. To, let's let's really get back to our roots and let's all be Calvinists. You know, let's all be reformed. You know, and they're right, like, oh, no, right, that's right. not what we mean. You know, we mean by traditionalism <laughs> that, you know, we're going back to what our grandpa and grandma thought it was, which was actually whenever Billy Sunday and Billy Graham was going out teeter-tottering, I guess, not teeter-tottering, but coming off of the uh, Charles Finney decisionism, revivalist, you know, that Pentecostal right. mix-ins, you know, and they say, well, that's that's what we mean by it, you know, and I go round and round <laughs> with these guys, and, you right. know, I, I'm making moves as our church, you know, we're re- redoing our bylaws, we're redoing a few things, I, I apply to be part of ARBCA, you know, Association of Reformed Baptist Churches of America, 
you know, mm-hmm. to kind of solidify where I stand in all of this. I mean, I recently got uh, John Calvin's uh, signature tattooed on the top of my wrist and jo- Charles Spurgeon on the <laughs> other ones right before I go back to school because I got a lot of traditionalist uh, professors, you know, who challenge, mm-hmm. you know, my uh, my Reformed theology. And it's like, hey, look, right. man, this is who I am. You know, this biblical theology, <laughs> like, you know, we're biblical and reformed, you know, I can almost call That's our right, man. Before, you know, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's dope. And, and, you know, that's how I see it. You know, I, I, I think yeah. racism is dumb. It's stupid. I, I don't even see why it's still around, you know, and mm-hmm. I, 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 especially in, in a denomination, whenever we're supposed to be Christians and we're supposed to be pointing to Christ. Look, man, right. I'm going to tell you what, right now, right now, I am in, we are looking to buy a building, okay, because we're renting, and where I'm at mm-hmm. right now, parked, is in the middle of a black neighborhood, and I'm thinking about buying this, this property to move mm-hmm. out because we lease and, and move right. in the middle of a black neighborhood and plant a church, and I'm a tattooed right. white guy, right. you know, so... <laughs> With a beard. <laughs> yeah, with a beard, you know, and gauges and, and, and reform, you know. And, you know, right. but we used to pick kids up back here who told us, man, there was a shooting in front of my house last night, you mm-hmm, know. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, man, you ready for church? You know, it's like. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll bring you back before That's cool, time, man. You know. But, right. you know, so. Wow. I, I, I just think, like I said, racism is dumb. It shouldn't even be a part of a denomination and it's sinful mm-hmm. to to even still have it around in my opinion in this day and age in any denomination it's sinful can i pick you back off that go ahead Doug. let me let me say this um on that issue you know um i think black guys in the reform tradition are right to be frustrated they really are. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, so I think they're being used by a lot of white progressives in the reform to to prove they're not racist. And I gave you some evidence. Anytime some white PCA upward mobile congregation brings some black guy in, they have him teach on race. Like that's the only thing mm-hmm. you can teach mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like he doesn't have something else to teach on. And then they'll. Uh, right. And it's it's virtue posturing. They're trying to get their token black there. So black people are feeling used and reformed mm-hmm. denominations by the somewhat liberal groups. And they're like, you know, you know, we're not we're not here to be a piece on your chessboard. So I get the frustration. And right. Um, right. And it's, it's, it's a it's a huge issue because you got the, the rhetoric is so charged because you got kind of uh, white folk that have their head in the sand and think racism's not an issue. And then you've got the identity politics of Black Lives Matter on the other side. And all of mm-hmm. us trying to be biblical in the middle, you know. Right. And right. Uh, and it's a it's an intense dialogue right now, and it's a hard one mm-hmm. where people are using language like woke. Like if I don't agree with them, that means I'm asleep, you know. And right, 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 it, right. It it, it, it kills yeah, conversation. I stay asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. That that I'm glad you said that. Um, you know, if you was an avid listener, you know, we talked about that. But just joking. I, I, I'm i not going to finish you, Mike, yet. But 
I agree. Um, we had a local pastor spotlight uh, last month, and the pastor, that was one of the things that he mentioned. You know, uh, he's a writer, and every time um, they approached him about writing books, it was always about race and things of that nature. Um, and, and even with me uh, being a podcaster, I've gotten invites, and, you know, when I say what we're going to talk about, and let's talk about race, you know. I, yeah, that's, the white guys are like, prove we're not racist. <laughs> right. Come down here right. and be yeah. like the Pope and decree yeah. that this yeah. white congregation, they're all right. You know, we have Mark yeah, Robinson, that's... who's as black as midnight, mm-hmm. coming to a conference mm-hmm. down here. And mm-hmm. Mark has written on Black Lives Matter about better than anyone. He's a teaching elder in the PCA. But, but Mark is exceptional when it comes to the doctrine of work and vocation. So we're right. having Mark come down, teach on work and vocation. Because good. because he's good on it. I don't need to prove right. to the world I'm not racist because I probably am exactly. and I need to repent of it. And mm-hmm. we all probably are. And but I, you just keep seeing these black guys being used right now by right by generally by white liberals or progressives is probably a better word to use because lib these guys mm-hmm. that are trying to sneak identity politics into scripture and uh, that's. That's the problem I see with these guys, and right. that's what they're accusing us of doing. But I, you know, I disagree. Gotcha. Yeah, that's real, man. That's real. Like I said, that was really good. Uh, same with you, Dex. Good, great, great points um, about the whole race issue. Um, you know, here at the bar, you know, uh, me and my co-host, we have a, a a little hashtag, you know, because you know we we know we notice you know some of the I guess you can say abuse, um, but some some stuff is actually kind of what we consider race baiting where like you know something that's not a major big deal uh you know some people are taking you know full advantage of that and and blowing it up and making everything about race so uh me and Shatario, our hashtag is uh we're a different kind of black man like we don't get <laughs> mad at you know uh milk because it's white or whatever you know we don't we we don't do that man we we wear about the gospel and, and the truth um and and with doing making that stand and and making everything christ-centered gospel-centered it separates us from uh i guess you can say quote unquote a different group uh which we're fine with we have no problem with that um and and that's that's kind of where we stand but uh great insight guys man this is awesome this is going to be a great recording man but what I'm gonna have to do is we have to get ready to wrap it up because it's two guys, and I know you guys probably got a million things to say. Me and Mike, we're gonna go to lunch or something. You're too close, Mike, for us not to hook up. Uh, I know your co-host. Oh. I know your co. We've yeah. talked on the phone, man. You know I've, I've got coffee from that guy. Yeah, I know him. Oh, uh, like I said, that's I right. He used to work in Spartanburg. You're right. You're right. All right, Mike. Okay. All right. I, I'm with you, Mike. We're on my good side again. Two podcasts. Yeah. Go ahead. I've listened to two Christian podcasts in the last six days, and you you were one of them. So, oh man, okay, we're winning. Five hundred percent. I'm doing all right. I want a T-shirt, maybe a knife or a shirt with bar on it. <laughs> yeah, okay, you winning now, Mike. You you redeemed yourself before the end of the show. All right, so I'm going to uh, to ask the signature question to both of you guys. Uh, I'll start with you, Dex. Uh, I'm gonna hit you with the two, then I'm gonna hit Mike with the two. And then I'm gonna give you both a chance to kind of give a closing, and then we'll be out of here. So first, Dexter, uh, first signature question because I know you play the bass. What kind of music do you listen to? What kind of music I listen to, mm-hmm. and that's a 
I listen to a to from classic metal, like mm-hmm. you know, a lot of classic rock and stuff like that. Besides, okay, I, I could have gave you the typical. I listen to worship music, which I do. Okay? Nah, man, we don't want but, that here. We we want the yeah, real playlist. What you play in your car by yourself? <laughs> when I play in the car by myself, it's a mixture. And this is gonna be from one end of the spectrum to the other. Black Sabbath and Charlene. Okay. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it. All right. Second Especially signature question for you, Dex. Yeah, I know. It's dope. Second signature question for you, Dex, is uh, uh, what sermons or podcasts do you listen to? What sermons or podcasts I listen to? I listen to bar podcasts. I listen to Doctrine and Devotion because that's my boys over there. You know, Joe yes, and sir. Jimmy. Uh, I listen to sometimes I listen to uh, Theocast, and sometimes I listen mm-hmm. to um, oh, what's the one? The, trying to think, uh, Reform Pubcast. Okay, cool, uh, good yeah, deal. Reform. Sometimes I I don't usually I don't listen to a lot, you know. And as far yeah. as preaching preachers, you know, I'll listen to uh, as far as sermons go. I like to listen to uh, some, some Paul Washer. I like mm-hmm. to listen to a lot of Vody. Mm-hmm. Like Vody is, dude. I'll, I'll sit there and listen to Vody Bachum. You know, like oh, yeah. twenty sermons in a row. You know, that's probably <laughs> one of my favorite preachers right now. You know. Gotcha. So. Good deal. Hopefully one day we can have Vody on. Uh, we've been reaching out to him since we started the podcast, yeah. but being in another country, uh, it's definitely hard to do that kind of stuff. All right, yeah. Mike, first question for you. What kind of music do you listen to? Uh, recently, I've been, um, you know who I listened to last night because of one of your status updates? I was rocking Soul For Real, going a little back to the <laughs> uh, Candy yes, Rain, you know. Um, <laughs> But uh, usually, you know, Peter Gabriel and Bobby Brown, man. I, I'm I'm a '90s nice. kid, so I grew up. I listened to. I grew up on on rap and uh, another bad creation and new edition and all that sort of stuff mixed in with just kind of real good. Dope. I like Matt. I like Bobby Brown and Peter Gabriel because they're they're manly. Right? They have this masculine right. voice when they sing, and there's yep. just something powerful about it. That I wish they they knew the Lord. Uh, that would be mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most Christian yeah, music I agree. so so homoerotic. I can't do it, man. I cannot listen to it. It's so so weak. <laughs> you know, right. hard. I feel you. That that's that's a really good point. All right, hey, I so add uh, this in, bro. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that? Going off of what Mike said, you know, he listened to the Bobby Brown and all. He's a kid. I'm more of an '80s kid. You know, uh, one other thing I rock besides Thailand is some old school Run DMC, bro. Oh, okay. Uh, Classics. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, Mike. Well, you already t- told me one of the podcasts you listened to in the last uh, 90 days. What was the other? You know, the only one I've been listening to is uh, The World We Made, which my mm-hmm. former pastor, Tim Bailey, has been doing. It's the guys at Warhorn Media. And he's okay. basically breaking down the biblical, how how we got to the place we are with homosexuality culturally mm. as a country and laying out the biblical doctrine. I love it because it's really warm and loving, mm-hmm. but it doesn't pull its punch at all. And this is like right now people are trying to say it's okay to be same-sex attracted as long as you don't act on mm. it, which, of course, 
the attraction mm. itself is a vile affection and wicked. Right. So, uh, but you don't want to go a sort of Fred Phelps, God hates homosexuals way in, in a, right, without right. calling them to, to loving repentance. So I feel like they're, they're threading that needle and it's a, it's like 15 mm-hmm. minutes, 20 minutes long. It's super short. So I can fit oh, it in. Nope. Then I do my own podcast, of course, which I'm not as dedicated as you. I know you're the hardest working man in a reform <laughs> podcast, but I've got about nine episodes of practical ecclesiology for anyone that cares about ecclesiology, which is one of my areas of focus. So I have to nice. listen to it because I record it. Yeah, yeah, you have to playback. Good deal. That's awesome, hey, man. Hey, hey man, Mike, voice, make man. sure you. Hey, I know it, it's rough sometimes, unless you got the silky like myself. But anyway, um... <laughs> hey, Mike, make sure you send me that link so I can put it in the show notes. Um, all right, guys, sure. you both are ministers, so you both uh, can talk a lot. And I gauge that really quick. So make sure we keep this short and sweet. Uh, Dex, anything you want to say in closing to my people? And then after that, Mike, you jump right in right off off of Dex. Sure. Um. Yeah, I say this, man. Look, I really love your podcast. You know, it's one of my favorites. Like, like I said, top top three. You know, that I listen to mm-hmm. on a regular basis because I drive a lot. So, you know, mm-hmm. my car. I don't. You know, besides listening to music, you know, because I play music, I psychoanalyze music. So sometimes I got to get away right. from it. I, I like to listen to podcasts, preachers, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, I, I really love what you're doing and all. And uh, I was serious, man. When you put out worship, I go up thinking about taking it, you know, around. It's like, man, you need to come down to, to New Orleans at least. Yeah, because man. Because a lot of stuff that was hit up to, in this podcast, man, I could put you on some guys. Like, I got a buddy of mine, Troy Goss. We used to do this mm-hmm. thing called Church Without Laws, where we would go down to Waldenburg Park, which is right on the river, on the Mississippi River, in the heart of the French Quarter. And we would preach, mm-hmm. open air preach, and play worship music every Saturday morning to homeless people. And, you know, wow. people just, tourists would stop in and, and all this stuff. And then he recently planted a church. Well, he jumped on board with this uh, black Hebrew Israelite, mm-hmm. you know, movement. Mm-hmm. And he started doing a lot of apologetics with this, you know, oh, wow. um, you know, just stay woke, Black Lives Matter kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, and he's like against yep. it, you know, and kind of. You know, trying mm-hmm. to not do it in a in an argumentative way, but trying to teach these guys, you know, that it's wrong. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. I mean, he gets he did, yeah. dude. He talks to me about it. And I'm like, man, I'm white, bro. I'm out the loop on this, man. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get up to speed, right? You know. So, man, yeah. look, dude, mm-hmm. just keep doing what you're doing, and it's true. I think you are one of the hardest men in in uh, you know podcasting, hardest working men. You know, you got some appreciate good guys that, that you get on here, bro. Yeah, we we go hard, man. I appreciate that. Go ahead, Mike. Sure. I mean, I'll tell I'll tell you guys um, or your listeners what I would tell anyone is that podcast is a supplement, not a substitute. You can't. You have to eat right. your meal. Amen. You can't live off vitamin C and creatine. So, in other words, um, love your church, love your pastors. Don't idolize these super preachers you listen to on sermon audio and podcasts are just men. <laughs> they sin. The only reason you think mm-hmm. they're a rock star is because you don't know them. If you know them, there would be things about them that you'd resent, just like you resent in your pastors that actually let you see them be normal people. So mm-hmm. love your local yeah. church. Don't don't participate in the personality worship that's so common in Reformed churches. Actually plug in. Give yourself where God puts you. 
and realize if you if you when you start judging your church and thinking the church is messed up, just take your clothes off and look at yourself in the mirror. That's what you look like. <laughs> you know, you'll feel ashamed. You're like, yeah, man, I, I got some work to do. Well, look, so do churches, and uh, and yeah, uh, too good. often we are living off podcasts and blog posts, thinking that somehow is a meal. Somehow that's our our uh, our, our community. Well, that's the supplement. Praise the Lord for it. But man, love your local Amen. church. That's why I tell everyone. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I think we, bars considered creatine. So you know, <laughs> creatine. <laughs> Take it out yeah, of the make we, it a little, a little tougher. Yeah, nice. Yeah, man. Good deal, man. I really appreciate you guys doing this. I know it was so random, out of the blue. Uh, just felt, <clears throat> excuse me, felt led to do it, man. And and it ended up being an awesome show. So I want to thank both of you guys for uh, stepping out of your uh, uh, busy schedule to jump on the bar. Um, this show probably won't air until maybe September. Because I think I already got August recorded. So uh, we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, make sure you guys check our website out, thebarpodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe to the email list. Um, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are everywhere. Hook up, get connected. And like my man Mike said, this is just a supplement. Make sure you uh, plug into a local church. And uh, with nothing else, man, we out of here. God bless. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there